All right, welcome to Your Time, Your Money, the show where your time is just as valuable as your money, and we know that. Today we've got a great topic. Matt, I'm excited to cover with you. Yeah, cybersecurity, man. It's going to be, uh, it's something that I feel like any generation is going to need help with this. Yeah, right? a little disclaimer. We are by no means cybersecurity <laughs> experts. Yeah. I, I did see this really cool stat last week, actually. If you were born between 1980 and 1995, if you're one of those in that, in that you know, um, gap, yeah. you've experienced the old school technology like A-Track and VHS, but you also experience, and, and landline, right? A lot of people don't know what land, but then, you know, you've experienced the internet and, and a cell phone and, you know, yeah, picture. Security, security was a lot easier for that prior generation. A lot that's, easier. That's when your glove box key actually <laughs> secured mostly everything. And for those of you who don't know, actually, people would put gloves, gloves in the glove, in the glove box. box. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, let's jump into it. So, as always, it's your time. And your money. So I'll let you do the honors. I'll oh, cool. flip Thanks. the old uh, tchotchke here. We're actually getting some pretty cool tchotchkes. I can't wait to show off the new ones that we're getting. I'm yeah, excited. You know, you know, let's let's start, um, I guess, with clients understanding our end of things as advisors, right? right? Because some of the uh, kind of unsafe practices that clients do mm. that we try to control, but we can't because not every client's aware right. that they're causing the problem a lot of times. Most, right? most of the time, you know, Anything you send from your cell phone is recorded somewhere, right? Anything you text or email or instant message or instant Instagram or Facebook, if you put it on your phone, it goes somewhere. Yeah. The, the, the most common cybersecurity no-no that we get is clients emailing us with simple things in the email that they don't see a problem with but can create you know, kind of identity theft. I problems. have to update this. I have to change that. Yep. I have, right? And like, specifically, they put in a full account numbers. Ugh. They put in social security numbers in the email. They put in dates of birth. They put in full names. You know, it, you may feel like, oh, my email's safe or secure, but usually your email's got to go through other servers to get to where they are. Right. It's amazing. If someone actually looked and said how many servers my email hits before it gets to you, it's usually like seven or eight, and usually it goes and gets routed through a Chinese satellite, or it gets routed through a, uh, you know, an Austrian satellite, or it gets routed somewhere out of the, out of the world and into outer space and then back to the world. Yeah. So, you know, the very first thing clients can do is just stop emailing account statements, socials, dates of birth, and per, you know, pertinent information. And if, if, you, yeah, if they do, if they do, the there bracket. is a secure way to do the that. Bracket. And almost every company has some type of secure email right. where for us, we put the word secure in brackets. Right. What's in, a bracket? The it's, I think the number... What is the number zero and the number? Well, that's is, parentheses. Brackets are below it. It's not parentheses. What? What but, is it? But next this do? is just for our internal system, so that's not necessarily other companies out there. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, so for us, so it's for a bracket. us, what we do is we send an email to somebody that says secure, and that comes through an encrypted link that then they can reply through and attach documents, right? Put things in there, and then we then it's password protected. So in order for you to get into it, us to get in, we have to enter a password so Correct. that we can see it, right? Yep. And, and that encryption is key because if you're doing that, you know, for instance, with our firm, right? You're probably doing it with your bank bank accounts information, uh, you know, your company 401k information to to your HR department. Yeah. You know, th those are all on secure practices that we want to get clients to to stop doing. Again, like don't text message stuff. Don't don't put you don't even leave stuff on a voicemail, yeah. right? Like make sure you're talking to the person that you're giving the information to and they're writing it down and then they're shredding it when they're done, right? Yeah, even sometimes it's a quick photo they want to send you of something they got in the mail, 
right? But it's got account statements on it, account numbers. It's got don't you know, do it. detail. Just really don't do it. If you're going to, you know, send that out, call first, get an encrypted link from whatever organization you're dealing with, yep. go that route, or just mail it. verbally talk to somebody right? or just mail it. Mail it or verbally, or drop it off, right? right? Like just drop off the statement, but if you're going to email it, use a secure link. And I mean, this is the age of consumer fraud, right? As it comes to cybersecurity. And every day, I think every day I get an average between 10 and 20 emails from different sites saying my account's been compromised. Right, my oh my god, and what's your first reaction? Right, to click on it. Yep. And if you click on it, what does it do? It gets into your phone. Now it encrypts your phone. And that would be something called phishing. Right. And, and what uh, you know, identity theft, you know, professionals will do is yep. they will spam and send out tons of emails with all different subject lines because they don't know what you're going to click on, what you're not. Right. And it just might happen that day that you talk to Bob over in HR and he said, "Hey, I'm going to send you something," and lo and behold, something from Bob comes in your subject line. And, and all of a sudden you click on it. I'll, right? tell you, I'll tell you right now, one thing people need to be aware of is dark phishing or dark scamming. And there's been this new trend where our phones listen to us, right? Everyone knows our phones listen to us. And, you know, if I say something very crazy into my phone, like, hey, I want polka dot umbrellas, right? And I say polka dot umbrellas enough times, guess what's going to pop up on my feed? Yeah. Polka <laughs> dot umbrellas, right? Oh, my God. Look at this. this. <laughs> I can buy these, right? Or, or the same thing goes for search bars. Like when you search something, so be just be weary of if I've just talked about something or I just searched something on Facebook or on Amazon that I now get an email for that. Yeah. Right. So, so one of the things you can do when you get an email in and you're not sure about it, right? right. What you want to do is you want to hover over the sender, right? Because a lot of times the sender will have a name, but when you hover over it, the email address that it shows will be one that you're not familiar with. It might say, you know, it might say... Paul Smith, right, a weird uh, UK dot, you know, org or, or whatever. And, and that's a one, like, just quick safety tidbit, right? What if you're on your phone, though? Well, if you're on your phone, you, you can still hover over and you can still see, you know, you can click on the, the sender's email <laughs> it's, it's and see who the sender was, right? Yeah. You just don't want to click on anything in the email like itself. Like the attachment. The attachment or, or open up anything in the browser that, that you know, it's alluding to or anything along that lines. And if, if in doubt, just let it go. Just delete it. Because if it's important, that same email is going to come back to you and it's probably going to change and say, hey, this is the second attempt to get hold of you. Right. Which right? a lot and of them look at like, And even then. Second attempt. This right? is the second attempt. They're trying attempt. to get hold of Sometimes that's the first one. But they put it, right? So, you know, so, but that's most common uh, way of identity theft, right? Yeah. Uh, other ways is that there could be actual people that hang out at your workspace. Right. Maybe they uh, follow you to a restaurant or anything along that lines, and, and they're waiting for you to leave your phone open, your computer open at a workstation. Maybe they come in through the front door. Right. And they're... Uh, you know, uh, janitor right. or whatever you think they are. They pretend to be something they're you know, not. So you walk away from your workstation and you left your computer on and your password's available because you're logged in. Right. And it takes, you know, some people 30 seconds to get that information. Right. So even when you walk away from your workstation, you want to make sure that you're closing out your programs. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I think the biggest thing in most office settings is that people have the post-it notes, post-it notes <laughs> on the their worst. screen yeah, po- that I say mean, username and password. <laughs> right, you know, there's my post-it note. But well, here's the thing, though. We're in a world where I have, biometrically, I have 40 passwords. 
50 passwords. I look at my phone, I look at my computer and it recognizes me and then it logs me in, right? So a lot of people, they struggle finding the right way to manage all those passwords and usernames. Well, you know, here's here's a suggestion that may work for people that need to have different passwords for different accounts, right? right? So so I'm just going to use an example. So let's say that your password is bigdog102. Right. Right. You could take that password and use it for multiple sites, but change it. So, for instance, let's say let's say you have a Verizon account. Yep. Right. Big dog 102. Maybe you take the first three letters of the site Verizon and you capitalize it V.E.R. and then big dog 102. Right. Or then if you need that password for Best Buy, capital B, capital E, capital S. Right. Big dog 102. 102 right. Technically different passwords, but it allows you to remember. Hey, yep. Here's my one core password, and this is my strategy. Right? Re- reverse capitalization works really well too. So the first letter is lowercase, and the rest are all caps. That's a good way to you know sh- shred scammers because they they try all the funny explanation points, dollar signs, right? You know apostrophes. Yeah. So well, what you don't want to do is you don't want to have something written at your desk no. where it's going to be. Yeah, you know, we understand it, and we encourage spouses to know what the full account household passwords are for their financial accounts, right? Heaven forbid you die, right? But keep that in a fire safe. Keep that somewhere safe. Keep that somewhere where you need to really put thought into where this book is for passwords. But even we talked about that with the estate planning side, where we have an appendix that should be with your estate plan. And that appendix should have all your usernames, all your passwords, and that should be on file with your attorney in a lock case, right? And then if you do need to get involved with that, then your spouse can go and the appendix is there and you can you can get that work done. But another another thing I was going to tell you though is don't give your password to somebody for you to, for them to log in for you, yeah. especially or don't log in on on somebody else's computer. Well, and then what scammers will do too is is they might have you engage in kind of fun game activities, right? Asking like, hey, what was your maiden name? Right. Or hey, what was your your last three pets' names? Even better, uh, go one further than that. Do you want to win this cool car? Yeah, what's your favorite color? Right, what's your, what's but then they'll ask you these things on the, the winning the car. If you you can win this cool car, you can win this million dollar home if you just sign up here. Yep. And then all of a sudden, those questions start getting and populated. those questions a lot of times are the security questions just yep. phrased a different way what, that a lot of programs ask. What street did you grow up on? Right. If I Who hang out, your... if I hang out with you enough, even if I'm not just trying to steal your identity. And I know that, you know, Matt Trillo's favorite car is a Chevelle. Oh, yeah. Or I know, you know, his favorite color is this or his favorite color is that. Yeah. You know, I could run through some, quite a few guesses using some of your favorites and probably run into a kids, password occasionally. Kids' names, mom and dad's names, right? You know, right. Uh, date of birth. Right. You know, these are all common things that people use. What's in, your in sign? Your password, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take much but a really good computer program to just be on for a couple hours running every possible variance once you put those those things into it. Yep. Right? And, and that's one thing, too, I want to spend a little time on. Sure. Is cybersecurity has changed a lot with this world of AI. Oh, a ton. And, and hackers are using AI technology to make it easier to scam individuals. Well, sometimes even with AI, like, uh, you know, what hackers are using, they can just take it right off your phone. Yep. If they're close enough to you. Yep. I mean, I have an, exa- right? I have an example here. I printed out some examples. So, yeah, you know, it. a mother in Arizona was terrified. She received a call from an unknown number and heard her daughter's voice wow. crying on the other side. And the man demanded a million dollars. And then now she didn't know where her daughter was. Oh, my But God. they used AI technology to, 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 record, the kid's to record voice. a three-second clip of the voice 
and then use the technology to take those three seconds and turn it into any wording, crying, or anything they wanted in the daughter's tone and voice. Wow. This is how advanced AI has gotten that scammers are using this technology to, you know, to, to basically con people. Wow. You know, that's wild. And, and I, you know, we don't know how far AI is going to go, but it well, actually, it's going. You know, it's already going. Yeah, it makes what's, it easier. What's it called when uh, we talked about this before? That's um, not Murphy's law. It's um, the, the amount of circuits that go on a, on a circuit board. It doubles every certain amount of time, and and then but in a certain amount of time. Yeah, I know a, what you mean. I, don't know I can't remember the, the name yeah. of the, the law, but there's a certain law that goes with how fast AI yeah. pro- processes and how yeah. how small a computer chip can be. But yeah, AI is is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's another one. You know, uh, security researchers playing around with Chat GPT. G- GPT, yep. Ask the software to write malware, mal codes, malicious codes. Mal- malware codes. Now there's supposedly uh, protections that eliminate AI from being able to do that, but they were able to go around those protections, and the AI will actually ended up filtering and creating mal codes that could go around malware. It was intelligent enough to know that there were certain patterns that it needed to do in the code that would allow it to get through malware and, wow. and protection services by using a uh, AI strategy. Uh, you know, targeted cyber attacks. So just give, give an example. Uh, AI can impersonate uh, human behavior, create convincing text messages or emails. They, they use the, the text and wording pattern of your emails and your text messages. That's crazy. So that you would think that even the like the misspelling errors and grammar right. that you would normally do is natural. That you would think it's from from the other person. Wow. Because they're t- they're taking an analytical approach to all their past texts and emails and piecing it into a template that allows them to simulate you online. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So they, they could read through twenty messages sent from one person and create a message based on the language. Uh, personality type, uh, grammar, spelling errors, things along that line, so that you would you would think that it was from a person. That's unbelievable, right? And you know, and that's where people get caught is once you oh, believe course. that it's legitimate. Oh, this is somebody I know. I'm going to give them information. Your guard they comes need. down, right? Right. Another common thing that I see uh, seniors is they get a call. Oh, the phone calls are the worst, right? Uh, you're, you're from from Microsoft, right? Or your, from your Apple. Your subscription is overdue, or your your computer is hijacked, right? Yeah, a- exactly. Do me a favor, go on and log in, mm-hmm. and then they have you set up a, a link where they can see your screen. Yep. And then once they see your screen, they lock you out and they take the information, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they can do whatever they want. Or, or they can see your screen and they say, "Oh, your computer has been hijacked. We need a credit card, a piece of credit card information to get it updated for you, right? How much? This how much is going to cost you?" And, there's a thousand different things you can literally find online to watch scammers. And I actually prefer watching the scammers get scammed. It's actually kind of funny to watch. Oh, on YouTube? Where they yeah, get- as like they, they, <laughs> they, it's like a gotcha moment, right? Like they get the scammers. The scammers get the person on the phone. Why are all those call centers almost always in India? <laughs> <laughs> there's always like this call center. No, ju- no judgment zone there. I don't know. But they obviously have some type of, uh, some type of heads up on that. So. Well, a lot of it's because, you know, countries outside the United States, not just India. Less regulated. Less regulated, maybe less law enforcement, you know what I mean? People that are more desperate to, to get money, you yeah. know, whatever it might be. And and a lot of times you you can't get any uh, recourse or anything back. Oh no. As soon as you as soon as you approve the transaction or as soon as you're locked out, I've heard I've heard of people that have lost millions in their bank account and, and they can't they it takes years to unmuddy that water. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I want to throw it out there for our listeners, but there's a there's a good book out there. Uh, it's in its second edition now. It's called Hack Proof Your Life Now. 
Um, so if listeners are interested in, in you know, reading about cybersecurity and how to protect against it, that's a good resource that you can find. I know we've gotten that in uh, and had them at different events to hand out to clients and, and what have you. But that's a that's a very good book to, to act on, uh, you know, within that. I mean, if we cybersecurity, if we world. work backwards, if you're 55 or over, if you do get a weird phone call, um, make sure you vet the phone call, right? Get, get some type of condemning information on the person who's calling. Well, well here's, right? here's, the, here's the simplest thing. If somebody calls you from your bank, from Microsoft, hang up, the, right? Call, call the 800 the, number. Call the 800 number. And ask did, for the IT department. Did you just try to call me? Because if they did, you're in <laughs> file in their system. Right. And they're going to know what the thing, what you know, what the problem or issue is. Yep. So there's nothing wrong with hanging up on somebody and, and finding well, the 800 you know is legit and calling back. The big one that just happened through COVID was um, Social Security. Oh, uh, not Social Security. I apologize. Tax returns. People were getting their Social Security number stolen, and then their tax return got hijacked. And then the per, the people that needed to get a tax return, let's say I got a tax return in 2021, but mine got hijacked. Right. I still haven't gotten it back yet. It's not going to happen for another year or two. Can you imagine how many people out there are waiting for the tax return from two years ago? But somebody else filed before they did and got Because it. someone had their social security number, filed before them, and took their return. Yeah. So this is where, again, how did the social security number get out there? Most likely it was entered on a website. Yeah. Most likely that social security number was entered somewhere. It's auto-filled somewhere, right, that's not secure, which is, again, I go back, don't log into your accounts on your friend's computers. Because you don't know what's on that computer. You don't know what that computer's connected to. Again, and you always want to look for the little padlock up in the search bar. Ready? So 55 or plus, 55 and up, if you get a phone call, it's okay to hang up. It's also okay to ask questions. Don't be the question giver. Be the question asker, right? Who are you? What is your name? What is your rep ID? Where are you calling from? Get these, get these pieces of information because if it is a scammer, they're going to hang out. They know that you're going to take charge in that yeah. conversation. Or if not, right? then you can simply, like I said, hang up. Hang up and call the 800 call number. The 800 40 number. years old plus, don't go on Instagram and don't send don't send your personal information over the internet. Yeah. Statements. Well, that's another thing. Bank accounts, with the right? Generation. Everything's phone and photographs. Well, that's and that's what I'm saying. Phone calls right? usually 55 you, up. You, you got to be then it conscious phone. when you're taking photographs. Yes. What's in your background? Right. You know, if, if, you're, if you're in the younger generation and you're about taking a selfie for Instagram oh, or for whatever, and you've and got then, your computer open in the background. And my bank statement's right there. You know what I mean? You <laughs> take that picture, anything behind you yeah. is is now everywhere. It's a major problem, and right? And there's no, in, there's no blurring it clarify, out. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you really got to be, be conscious of your, uh, you know, environment. Same thing, another common way that people hack, right, is, is let's say they go to Panera or they go to, you know, some cafe. And they say, you know what, I want to do some work on my computer. Yes, I'm not going to create a VPN. Right, and what do they do? They sit at a high-top table, mm -hmm. and they're in the middle of the of the restaurant or whatever it is, Yep. and people are walking by them all the time. I can just peek. I just peek over. Right? Oh, what's that? Oh. Yeah, and, and if, if well, you, you don't have a screen blocker, if you're not so protected. You're in your right? scenario, right, I'm at Panera, and there's someone that's peeking, right, a peeker. But then at Panera, you know what people do? They sit there, and they'll hack Panera's network. Yeah. And they'll wait for you to get on. They'll see you with the briefcase. Oh, Satara Investors, right? Okay. You open your laptop and you don't have a VPN on your computer. You don't have BitLocker. You don't have a VPN. Now, the second you get on that internet. VPN is virtual private network, I believe, right? Yeah, VPN, and, and, yeah. And, and, and that's a secure well, network that you that's have what I to. That's what I love about Satara. 
is that just so our clients know, Soterra has its own department where they attack phishing emails, where if we get them, we send them to them. And also on our computers, on our workspaces, it's all encrypted, which yeah, is great. Most financial firms, I mean, the amount of continuing education models that we oh have to do, it, it doesn't eliminate human error, but, but it helps keep it at top of mind when you're talking about you know, protecting a client's information or asset. Yeah, well, right? I mean, we, we had to go through a, a litany of stuff just to be able to send regular emails from our server to our externals, right? Like yeah. whatever life insurance company we were using or whatever 403B company, that's the extent that our broker dealer took to make sure the other servers were protected. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think yeah. it's really important for people to know because we care about their personal information. Other simple things that people do is sometimes they leave their phone in their dash on their car. Oh man, leave your phone in your car. And they go Worst walk thing in the you store do, or right? their laptop on, on the, on the passenger side seat. Yep. Right. Take that stuff with you. Anything that's personal secure, take it with you, you know, get a big bag, get a backpack, you know, get a larger pocketbook, what, you know, whatever it is that, that you can slide laptops, tablets, phones I mean, in. Listen, we live in a world uh, lacking personal relationships right now. Everything's automated. Everything's online. Everything is virtual, right? It's, it's, it's never a bad thing to have a conversation with whoever's calling you, yeah. whoever's talking to you. And, you know, but like the Hack Proof Your Life book actually talks about deleting your browsing history, yeah. right? Make sure you delete your browsing history. Make sure that you don't leave passwords open on your computer. Yep. Don't, and for clients know. that don't know, usually there's like three dots or a little arrow up at the top right of a, of a screen. Yeah. That you can, has a drop down and then it'll, you'll see a tab that says history. Right. Right. You click on that control, and it gives you options. Right. To, control H and then delete your history so you don't leave all the stuff in your tabs. Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's, that's a big problem. Listen, I'm not super duper tech savvy. I know the, I know the basic stuff. There's ways that people can find your keystrokes. There's ways people can, they can hack your internet and just mirror and clone your computers. I don't know any of that stuff. They have coders for that, right? Yeah. But I do know that there are some basic things you can do to make a, a scammer's life hell if you just are prudent with what you do with your information. Yeah, you know, and that and that's about it. Just always be conscious with it. Yeah, you know, more than anything. So, you know, hopefully, listeners gain a little better understanding of email, some of the things they do, some of the different ways that hackers what not to do, right? Yeah. What not to do. You know, <laughs> most importantly, don't send your social security number even to us through text your email. message. Yeah, don't text your sure email. You right? Just call. Link. Just call. Yeah, a secure link before before you get there. Yeah. You know, phone is always the best way for any of that personal information or communication. Right. Right. Or in person, even better. Right. Or, or in person. Right. And and then have. Heaven forbid, we'll close out on this thought, heaven forbid that you are hacked or something is stolen or something, there are a, a lot of services that you can subscribe to right. that monitor your credit and monitor you know, your security sure. for three months, six months, nine months, a year. A lot right. of companies that are hacked or breached offer these free services to right. their clients yeah. to make sure that you know, people don't protect. take their information right. and then go and, and do things maliciously with it. Try the uh, try the phone trick if you have some time to. Polka dot umbrellas. Just, just have some fun with it. <laughs> You're getting the ads later. <laughs> I'm going to be getting the ads later for polka dot umbrellas. But. So, well, uh, you know, I think we covered a good, uh, good session today. Hopefully people take some of these things to heart and, yeah. and start implementing in their life so that we can protect them. Uh, and as always, you can find us at 43 British American Boulevard, Latham, New York, 12110. You can find us at yourtimeyourmoney.net, and that's .net for your net worth don't go to dot com and click on and give your personal information <laughs> oh god no don't go to dot com on, <laughs> on that site dot net or you can reach us at 844-444-YTYM for your time your money and as always it's your time your money
Adam Jones, Matthew Trillo, Mark Esley, Financial Advisors, 43 British American Boulevard, First Floor, Latham, New York, 12110, 518-724-5004. Cetera Investors is a marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Today's Community Spotlight, Cullinan Insurance Agency. Agency, LLC, 16C North Greenbush Road, Troy, New York, 12180. Phone number 518-326-1191. Special thanks, Chris Conlin, owner and craftsman, Skulls and Sawdust. 518-852-3673, skullsandsawdust at gmail.com. Special thanks, Bobby Chase and Jeff Carlson of Next Evolution Media. 518-879-1779, Bobby Chase 84 at gmail.com. And last but not least, a very special thanks to our families for sacrificing many hours to let us see the vision through its reality. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not tailored towards any particular individual investment, objectives, or financial situation. This is not intended to be an offer or solicitation to purchase any security or insurance product. Cetera representatives do not provide legal, tax, or estate planning services. Should you require such service, you should consult a legal, tax, or estate planning professional. A diversified portfolio does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Rebalancing may be a taxable event. Before you take any specific actions, be sure to consult with your tax advisor. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of Cetera Investment Services. Any recommendations mentioned in this episode are meant for educational purposes only and should not be construed as advice or personal recommendations. Always consult your financial advisor, tax advisor, and attorney for details related to your specific goals and objectives. Investments have risk and can lose value. They are not FDIC insured. The situations presented are hypothetical to illustrate key topics and should not be construed as actual client situations or experiences. The Esley Group operates under Cetera Investors and is responsible for the production of this show. All views and opinions are solely that of the Esley Group. You should always obtain a perspective when available prior to investing to know your risks, costs, and fees associated with the investment. Cetera Investors is a marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance is offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cetera Investment Advisor, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other entity name. 43 British American Boulevard, First Floor, Latham, New York, 12110. Phone number 518-724-5004. Individuals affiliated with this broker-dealer firm are either registered representatives who offer only brokerage services or receive transaction-compensated commissions, investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fee-based on assets, or both registered representatives and investment advisor representatives who can offer both types of services.